everybody. Welcome back to Dr. Movie. And this is kind of a little special thing I wanted to do. Not talking about a movie in general. I'm going to talk about a subject. And this one is going to be, obviously, if you guys know me, uh, all my friends and family grew up with me, and all you podcasters listening, you know I'm a big horror fan. Our show, The Helming Power Hour, is actually on a horror network. And we're kind of an oddball for a little bit because we were covering things that necessarily weren't horror. And you're starting to see more and more of that. And that's a good thing because there's plenty of movies to go around for everybody. But uh, what I wanted to talk about is, you know, I always talked about this idea of doing a show called, I don't know, Making a Monster or, you know, uh, Making a Person. The things that the building blocks of who we are, right? Almost like a Pink Floyd the Wall kind of thing, right? And talk about the the things in life that make us who we are based off of where we grew up, what we were taught, what family traditions are and things like that. But this one, I'm going to keep it pretty simple because I want to talk about what makes you a horror fan or what is horror, right? Uh, it's different things to different people. And I, I really get discouraged a lot when I look in a lot of horror groups and people bickering over what is horror and what is not. Look, the truth is, is it's personal, just like everything else should be, right? Now, there's the big tent, right? Um, there's certain things that are just considered scary, right? But there's things that are going to be scary to some people that are not to others, right? Um, the question about Jaws, right? Is Jaws really a horror movie? Well, to a big part of us, yes, it is, right? It's all about what you're terrified of. When you're a kid that grew up in the 70s, and this movie came out that was unlike anything you'd ever seen before, and it still, to this day, makes you scared to go out too far in the water. That's horror. Now, the movie is not carrying all the tropes of what we consider a horror movie, not following the textbook. But it's all personal, right? Some people are scared of spiders. Some are scared of snakes. Some are scared of clowns. Personally, I'm not scared of clowns. You kick them in the jimmies, they go down like everybody else. Uh, and that's... That's kid logic, right? I mean, that's what really determined for me what I was scared of and what I wasn't scared of. Um, we talked about the Prophecy movie a couple of weeks ago, which was a big turning point for me because I loved monsters, and this is the first monster that scared me. Um, growing up on the Universal Horror movies, right? I never was really scared of Boris Karloff as Frankenstein, even though it's very creepy uh, and disturbing to a degree, but I wasn't scared. Wasn't scared of Legosi, but I loved those movies. Um, Christopher Lee was the first vampire slash Dracula to, to to really scare me. And it's the scalary lenses, it's the the blood coming out of the mouth, and it's just Christopher Lee. Um, with that being said, here you go. Here's your kid logic, right? I'll try to get in the scene where you can see this. Kid logic. This is how I got over the fear of vampires. Vampires don't really scare me at all. Because of this. As a kid, I figured this out. This is comical. Vampires more than likely are going to come attack you when you're asleep. Again, kid logic, right? I'm a kid. I'm going to bed at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock every night. Vampires don't come out till it's dark. So they've got from the time that I go to bed to the time I wake up when the sun is out to attack me. I'm going to be asleep. Now, a vampire is going to come in and try to bite my neck. While I'm asleep. Again, kid logic. So if I can keep him from biting my neck, piece of cake, right? So here's the logic. If I sleep with my hands over my head like this, he can't get to my neck. 
<laughs> so I learned to sleep with my hands up over my head, kind of like this. It's really not an unusual thing. I think a lot of people sleep that way or, you know, doing the over the head kind of thing. And that was my protection from vampires. <laughs> and to this day, I still, my arms are not comfortable unless they're up when I'm laying down. So it's amazing how you figure out things, right? Um, for me, the the unknown, right, is what's scary. We're all scared of dying. We're all scared of death. So all these are variations of leading to death. Uh, but the big unknown is what happens afterwards, right? A lot of people think nothing happens. That's fine. You know, I grew up in Tennessee, so very strong Bible belt, uh, which leads to a lot of different horror movies that are scary, scarier to people that have a faith based off of that, that other people don't consider scary at all, right? Because you either believe it or you don't. It's hard to believe in a higher power if you don't believe in the ultimate evil that is the yin and yang of the two, right? So what is scarier than the ultimate evil, right? And this is all based off of the unknown. So that's why some people are, we'll look at the claims, right? The Exorcist, right? Scariest movie of all time. Because the majority of America at the time when it came out was Christian. So it f dealt with the, the fears of the unknown and what you believe in a faith-based, you know, belief. The thing about The Exorcist is, to me, it's scarier as an adult than as a kid. As a kid, you get wrapped up in the effects. Uh, as a middle-aged person that's faith driven it's scary because it's an attack and a reassurance of what you believe whereas as an adult to me this movie is scarier especially as a parent because there's nothing scarier than not being able to protect your kid that's what really gets me um this is somebody that is going as far as trying to protect their kid from even trying to do an exorcism to save their child, something that's so out of her belief, but she's willing to try anything to save her kid. There's nothing more terrifying than that. You know, we always build fake horror to help us deal with the real horror. And so you think about parents, you know, losing their, their children at a young age because of sickness and illnesses and things, and there's not a thing you can do about it. There's nothing more terrifying than that. So that's where a lot of that plays in. That's why The Exorcist hits like it does on so many different levels. And if you're not a faith-driven faith person, then it's probably not as scary, right? Or a parent. And also, if, if the horror genre that you grew up with is more new from, you know, late 90s up to now, then you don't have this slow burn feel of what The Exorcist is where you're drawn into multitude of characters, which can get kind of confusing, but... At the end of the day, you have either taken in what they're trying to come across with or you haven't. So it's amazing to me what people consider horror and what they don't. Uh, home invasion movies, right? To me, that's the scariest because this is what happens. Let's, let's be realistic about it. We all love slasher flicks. We love the jump scare stuff. The chances of being chased through the woods by a guy with a hockey mask are pretty minuscule, right? Uh, 
But you turn on the news every day and some wacko is taking his girlfriend out in the middle of a desert and strangled her or left her for dead or, you know, the real evil of the world. And that's the stuff that's scary. Um, so, again, the great documentary, Terror and Owls, still to me the best horror documentary ever made. You know, Donald Pleasance even says that. I know he didn't write it, but he says, you know, we, we make up fake horrors that are so over the top that it helps us deal with the real horror. <clears throat> and that's why movies like, to me, Last House on the Left, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, um, The Strangers, these things are more terrifying than, than anything else because this is the crap that happens, right? And we wouldn't be as infatuated with serial killers like we are. I mean, you see them on ABC on 2020, you know, the, the smiley face murderer and all these things, smiley face killer. So, you know, th this is this is where we're at. So it matters what you expect out of your horror movies. If you're looking for a movie that checks all the boxes that says, yes, this is 100%, a horror movie, that's fine. You know, you enjoy what you enjoy. But we really can't argue back and forth about what is horror and what is not because it's different for everybody. You never know what a person has grown up with. You've never known what they've been exposed to. Um, I've never really been scared of drowning because I was always able to swim. But for somebody that was probably a kid and got traumatized and probably put in a hospital, they're terrified of water, right? It's different for everybody. So, what I'm really getting at is, one, I wouldn't mind if you would, in the comments of this, or just, you know, on the Hail Ming side or whatever, give me your story of, you know, what scares you, what was the first thing to scare you, what, what was the first movie to really scare you, right? You know, what do you expect out of a horror movie? And, you know, those things that, that scare everybody, it's, it's totally different and it's personal, and it's a shame that we don't think that way, right? Then there's also the fascination of, again, the unknown, but a different kind of unknown. Alien. You know, if you don't think the movie Alien's scary, then I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's claustrophobic. It's the unknown. Uh, you're trapped somewhere where you can't just run off the ship and run outside and yell for help. You know, the whole isolation thing is terrifying. Uh, Phantasm, for me as a kid, was scary because it was relatable, right? Yeah, the movie's far-fetched. Crazy ideas. But the fact of the tall man is chasing a kid, right? Close to my age. That kind of hits home, right? Because you have your rules, right? You're not supposed to kill animals, not supposed to kill kids. Yeah, but this whole movie was based off a scary, tall dude chasing a kid. I, I mean, the whole idea of Chucky, a kid's doll coming alive and killing kids, or just people in general, that's terrifying stuff. Now, we've turned it into entertainment. There's no doubt Chucky's entertainment, right? With with Brad Dourif doing the voice and everything. But it's amazing that, you know, the, the basic concept of it is what drives it. Sometimes that comes across and sticks with you. Sometimes it doesn't. But I think there's a difference between horror and horror entertainment. And you got to be able to juggle them, right? It's kind of like music. 
There's no reason you can't like rock, man country, man rap, and punk. You appreciate it all because it all fits under one big umbrella. You can't be just Team Jason and screw everything else in horror movies, right? You can't be all this one thing and not the other. They, they're all coming from different angles. You're not going to like everything. That's just part of it, too. There's a lot of stuff I don't like. Uh, the majority of stuff I do like is really bad movies that have good merit to them, right? A good idea. Something original. Even though the rest of the movie could be crap, it's probably got one element in it that stands out. Again, that's my love for the uh, Italian horror flicks because they're going to show you something you've never seen before. And that's really what it was for me. It's it's the roller coaster ride of, hey, let's let's check this out. Let's see this. You know, I think about, <clears throat> I'm going to pick on Jamie Sammons for a second because, you know, she's horror podcasting royalty as far as I'm concerned. Doesn't like Evil Dead too, And I get it. Right, because it has taken what was really kind of scary and bare knuckled bone, low budget movie, and it turned it into a fun fest, right? But for me, being that I saw Evil Dead Two first, it's hard to diss it as much because it was the first thing I saw that I had no idea what it was. There's a whole story behind all that. It was on a VHS tape where the beginning of the movie was cut off and it didn't tell what the movie was and the end credits were cut off. So I just had this crazy movie where Bruce Campbell's beating himself up with his hand. No explanation of what it was. Then I found out years later after watching the first Evil Dead on pay-per-view that this was the sequel to Evil Dead. Anyways, there's the fun element that I like. It's the reason Friday the 13th Part 7 is one of my favorites because it's so ridiculous, but it's fun. Just because it's ridiculous doesn't mean I like it either. Because it can be ridiculous and terrible and totally takes me out of it. The, the, that's the expectations, right? Um, that kills a lot of it, too. And also, it's the beating the dead horse thing, right? How many times are we going to rehash this idea? So, I'm getting way off track. Uh, some people really like the uh, found footage stuff, right? Ooh, let's talk about that for a second. Blair Witch Project, right? That's the only way I always think of when when what kind of catapulted this whole idea. Even though I'm going to cover a movie coming up soon that was really influential to the idea of Blair Witch, and I'll give you the whole backstory on that. But either those movies work for you or they don't. And what they require is your imagination. Now, there's two different groups, right? It, it seems like horror movies nowadays is all about over-explanation of everything, explaining way too much that you're like, I don't, why do we need all this, right? It's nothing new. There's movies that's been like this for a long time, too much information. You're either in the group that needs to be told everything or you're the group that kind of can put things together on your own. And Blair Witch really is, is a divisive movie because you either get it or you don't. And my thing has always been that they will never put anything on the screen that is scarier than what's in my head. So whenever you know your, your final scene of Blair Witch happens and everybody was disappointed, what I saw was more horrifying than anything I've ever seen in a horror movie, period. So that's the power of that movie. If you didn't get it, then that's fine too, right? But that's why this is a divisive thing. So... 
the the found footage idea is making you forcing you to use your imagination. And I'm not a big fan of found footage movies. I, I've seen a handful of them. I'm like, yeah. Um, there's a bunch of them that I, I've just I don't want to take the time to watch them. Uh, I'd rather watch you know Rick. Which is kind of found footage, right? It's supposed to be like live spectator kind of raw footage, uh, which all goes back to again the the Italian horror flicks, Cannibal Holocaust. You know uh, that one kind of started that whole trend, and that's why it's legendary. It's why it's infamous. Uh, if you don't know about that one, we'll talk about it sometime coming up too. But you might want to do a little research on it. That's really all I got for this one, folks. I just wanted to chat a little bit and talk about. What you like is what you like. Don't diss other people because of what you do like. Um, the other thing, too, is a wise man once told me, uh, a fellow podcasting guy, horror genre guy, really knows his stuff, uh, told me, he said, you, you kind of have to be light on how you attack movies because you got to remember, at the end of the day, somebody out there, their favorite movie is Van Helsing. <laughs> you know, and that's that's a great point, right? Uh, just because you don't like it doesn't mean we have to totally trash it and, and try to crash and burn it, right? I, I had a show called Short Bus Cinema where we would try to watch the worst movies ever made, and you still have fun with them, right? So there's no reason for us to be so hate-filled and talk about how bad the new Halloween movie is or how great it is. I mean... It, you know, you either get it or you don't. You either like it or you don't. Over time, time will tell if these movies stand, you know, the test of time or not. So that's that's the thing to keep in mind. But again, I really would like to see, you know, your input on this, your ideas on this. What do you find scary? What do you not find scary? What do you get? What do you not get? Any of that stuff. Be glad to hear from you. Folks, Till then, we will check you later.